All right, parents, it's the perfect time to talk about how to eliminate meltdowns when your kids do not get their way, whether it's not getting a present that they really wanted, going to an activity that was on their agenda, whatever it is that causes your child to have a meltdown. What do we do? How can we eliminate it? That's what we're going to talk about. It's that time of year where we're busy. We've been doing a lot of segments on making a tradition and what that looks like. But this one was specifically requested. What do we do to eliminate the meltdowns? I wish I could say we could wave a magic wand and all of a sudden our children would just be these grateful, happy kids that everything you do is met with delight and joy. But sadly, they're kids and they don't. And what do you do? Well, let me first start off by saying your response and your reaction is key to navigating this. But also, it's what are your kids seeing in you? And I know you're going to go, oh, great. Here you go. You're going to talk to me about being a parent. Well, I really am. Because how are your kids supposed to know how to respond when they don't get their way? They don't get the right color of something or the perfect present, the one that they put on their quote wish list. What do we do? Well, are you modeling it? That's going to be my first thing is, are you modeling being grateful for the small things? Or when things don't go your way, do you have a a little adult meltdown? Do you gripe and complain and moan and, and really show a lack of appreciation or gratefulness? If you do, then you have a choice. Stop. Find little ways to show appreciation. And sure, I'll talk about disappointment a little bit later in the episode, in the podcast. But for our kids to learn not to have a meltdown when they don't get what they want, it starts with us. And how many times have you been cut off? Have you not been given what you wanted? And instead of you out loud saying what you're grateful for about it, what you appreciate about what you did get, or that maybe it just wasn't the right time to get that specific thing that you wanted. You know, hope deferred. Your kids are watching, my friends. They're watching all the ways you react, your facial expressions, your body language, the actual words, your reaction, how you treat someone who doesn't give you what you want. See, kids, they don't have the mental capacity. They don't have the bandwidth, the maturity, to be able to adult-like process it. Some children, they're just naturally grateful. It doesn't mean they're better children. It's just they have struggles in other areas. But being grateful or positive or seeing the good things in a situation, that's easy for them. But some of your kids have a harder time. And we can perpetuate that by our actions. So as we think about our kids not having a meltdown, Let's first turn the camera on us, so to speak. Let's examine what we do. That's first, okay? Second is when you're talking to your kids about their expectations for something, let's set realistic expectations. I did a segment for a media company on just this very thing. Uh, Many of you know I have been a contributor on parenting and education, so I'm their parenting and education expert for a television show. And I love being able to do the segments, but as usual, you cannot cover very much in five to seven minutes. You just get the highlights. So I take the highlights and I like to go a little deeper with you. So being grateful yourself is critical. When you model it, 
more is caught than taught. You may have heard that before. Also, get your kids to start focusing on serving others, not themselves. Oftentimes, we have our kids create a wish list. Now, there is nothing wrong with creating a wish list. My family does it. And as the kids have gotten older, it is so helpful for me because I don't want to give them something they don't even want just because I want to buy it for them because I'll turn around and it'll be on Facebook Marketplace. It doesn't make our kids wrong when they experience a letdown or a disappointment. There is a fine line. So when we go deeper into the dealing with disappointment, when we back up and we say, okay, let's focus on serving others and not ourselves. Yes, make a wish list. Those are things that if, you know, if all things were going to be given, this is exactly what I would like, the brand, the model, the make, and the price. But when we focus on what we can do to serve others, serve others in our community, in our church, in our synagogues, wherever it is that we are involved in the community, maybe it's, you know, with the homeless situation, maybe it's helping people uh, that have recently gone through a trauma or a loss, and we get our kids together as a family, we can serve others. Something happens in our kids. They become others aware and not just self-aware and not just self-focused. So we want to model the gratefulness because they are taking notes mentally. We want to serve others, focusing on helping them think less of what they want and more of how they can pour into others or give to others. And of course, managing our disappointments. Like I said, it's not wrong to be disappointed. What is wrong is how we react and respond. You may have a moment or your child may have a moment of, oh man, I was really hoping for such and such and bummer I didn't get it. Well, that's where we can step in. If we do some preparation now, when or if that happens, your kids have the ability to think. You've given them words, you've given them tools, and you've given them actions so that they can then model it themselves. And what do I mean? So the disappointment itself isn't wrong. It's letting your kids know that, hey, I I know this isn't exactly what you wanted, or I know on your, quote, wish list, and remember, a wish list is something we wish for, not something we are guaranteed of. And it's also not something we should expect. It's just when I'm thinking about things, this is something I would like to own. And so when we are talking about the wish list, when we talk about dealing with the disappointment, let's focus on a couple of things that will really help you in our time together. Establish your family's expectations. For instance, what do I mean by that? Well, talk to them and remind them of what's important, what your family stands for, what the budget looks like. Talk to your children about what the budget is. We are only going to spend $20 on a gift this year, or we're only going to buy one present, or we're going to give three presents. Whatever your family has established, your children need to know it, and you need to talk about it. You knew also want to talk about the purpose. What is the purpose of getting and giving gifts in the first place? Giving gifts is very specific. We want to show it's something from our heart, or it's something that we want to take time and money to show that we think of others. 
Maybe it's a religious practice that we give a gift one day a week leading up to Christmas or a special gift on a holiday period, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm really talking specifically about you know Christmas because that's when uh, there's so much gifting and busyness and activity. We also give a gift because it's personal. It's a way to show that you care or love someone. So when we establish and we sit down with the kids and say, hey, this is the budget this year, you can put whatever you want on that wish list. It may not mean that you'll get it. You can establish, when I said establish what your family's traditions or policies are going to be on on the holidays or Christmas giving or Christmas gifts or birthday presents. Well, some people do the one, one, one method. They get one gift that they want, one handmade gift, and one that's needed. That's it. That's all they're going to get. Some families do a special gift the night before the birthday or the night before Christmas. Some families, they draw names, and there is a budgeted allotment for that. Some families go to the dollar store, and they say, okay, we're going to get as many gifts as we can with this particular limit, and they're usually going to be practical, needed, fun type of items. Those can be great when your children are little or you're on a limited budget. Or start garage sailing. It's a great way to get good gifts, maybe that somebody else didn't want, that would be a treasure. So one man's junk is another man's treasure. And you can find used items and wrap them up. It doesn't have to be brand new. We don't want to get frustrated at our kids because our kids want bigger, better, brighter. That's what our culture is fostering, isn't it? But that doesn't mean that's what we are going to raise our children to be. But we don't want to harshly get onto them because they see all of this. It's everywhere. It's the commercialization. It's the more expensive is the better, or you've got to have just the right color or just the right brand. And if you don't, then it's just a terrible gift. So we start to identify the disappointment. Where is that coming from? It's coming from a heart of expectation. I expected something because why? I deserved it. Or maybe the motivation was I want to show other kids that I have the latest, greatest. There's a lot of reasons. But when we talk about the disappointment and we deal with meltdowns, I know many families, if a child expresses ungratefulness, or a lack of appreciation, they return the gift. Let that sink in for a minute. Yes, if a child cannot appreciate that someone took their time, their money, and spent mental energy getting something for someone to show their love, then they'll take the gift back. Talk about an object lesson. That's a real object lesson. You're not owed something just because somebody it's It's a holiday and you're supposed to buy something or the most expensive things. So when we go back to what I said earlier, if you've established a budget and your children know what is in the budget or you have a family way of doing a holiday like Christmas where you do the one, 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 or when you're given a gift, you've got to give a gift to somebody else, like donate something from your house. There are so many creative ways to help our kids eliminate meltdowns. It starts with us. How are we handling it? What are we talking about? We talk about talking with our families, talking to our kids repeatedly. It's not a one and done. Teaching our children to be grateful 
teaching our children not to have meltdowns because they didn't get everything on their wish list isn't a one-time conversation. It's multiple conversations. Children learn from repetition. And that repetition is how do we respond when someone does something nice or gives us something nice? Another way to avoid meltdowns, and I'm just going to list them briefly because I want, I want you to kind of take note of these, and that is to set realistic expectations. Talk about what is permissible and what isn't. When somebody is open to gift, no, if you have a child that has a tendency to show exactly what they're thinking through their body language or on their face, then you may want to have them role play how to show gratefulness, putting a smile and saying, thank you so much. I love this. Thank you for getting this for me. And have them practice so that on that day, when they're given a gift by anybody, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is appreciation. A heart of gratefulness and gratitude is really what the Lord expects of us. And it's really what other people truly do deserve. It's the right way to be and the right thing to do. Encourage your kids to show appreciation through the little things that happen. When somebody does something kind, like get, makes some cookies or gives a little treat or makes a Christmas card that's from scratch, showing and saying words of affirmation and appreciation. Teaching coping skills. Teach your children role play. How do we actually handle getting something that we absolutely do not like from somebody who wanted to give us a gift? Role play. Looking at it. Oh, I love the color. This is going to fit perfectly. That was so kind of you to go and get this for me. I am so grateful. See those simple little words. They go a long way. You didn't sit there and say, oh, I love this. We don't want to teach our children to lie. But you can say what you do like about it. I love the color. I love the style. This is very kind. This is very pretty. Whatever it is, I know it'll come to great use. You're teaching children to be grateful and appreciative without actually saying, oh, I'm going to wear this every day. Because let's face it, sometimes you do get things, and you and I both know we get things we're, we're not going to use. Our kids are the same way. What is another way that we can help eliminate the meltdowns? And that's to redirect their attention. What is good and right about it? What did somebody else spend their time and money on for them who was undeserving of it? Just because you're part of the family doesn't mean you're owed a gift, right? I know we think that. But sometimes I've parents say, can I just buy for some of my kids that are real grateful and just not even buy anything for the kids that aren't grateful? And I have to laugh, but we feel that way. I mean, why do we want to go spend our time and, and money when we know a child is just going to complain about it? I'm not saying do that, but yeah, that has come across a lot of parents' minds. So if that's you, don't worry, you're in, you're in good company. Another would be Remind them how to implement a wish list. See, a wish list, hope deferred, we can also teach our children, so you didn't get that game system that you wanted. You didn't get the car you wanted. Guess what? You can work and earn that money, and that wish that you have, instead of somebody else fulfilling it, guess what? You can fulfill that wish yourself and give them a way to say, guess what? A good opportunity for you. Involve your kids in the giving process. So often we'll give our kids money or we go buy gifts for one sibling give to another sibling because we're out shopping. 
Can I encourage you not to do that? Why do we want to get our kids involved in it? Because they see how much things cost. They have the opportunity to experience the joy and excitement of thinking about what another person might like or enjoy or what they might like to give to another person, one of their siblings or their grandparent. When you involve them in that giving process, it takes them outside of themselves in a selfish standpoint and puts them squarely focused on other people and discuss their feelings. It's okay. It happens. But like I said at the beginning of the program, it's what we do with it. So we want to say, yeah, I know that wasn't your favorite, but, and then be very specific to point out, remember I said redirect their attention and then be very quick to say, yes, I I know you're probably disappointed. I wouldn't even say that personally. I I wouldn't say, well, I know you're disappointed because I'm like, you weren't owed anything in the first place, but I would say to them, yeah, I notice that you're, you're kind of sad and disappointed, but may I encourage you say those words, may I encourage you to not focus on what you didn't get, but focus on what you did get and how you didn't deserve anything, but you were giving something, something that meant something to someone else who took their time to get it for you, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles, friends. When you do this, I promise, when you talk about it beforehand, when you just talk with your kids about the budget, about how your gift giving is going to go, about what the purpose of gift giving is anyway, you've automatically set the stage to have a grateful child appreciating what is done for them instead of a child who throws it down on the floor and says, I don't like this. There are options, but now is a great time to always be teaching your children how to be receivers of gifts from others how to give gifts for others, and how to handle the disappointment that they may have if they had their heart set on something. So just reinforce the idea that a holiday season is about spending time with your loved ones, about creating memories, not memories of somebody that has a meltdown and a bad attitude. That's not what you want to send around the the table when your kids are in their 20s and talk about. We want to talk about the shared experience and the shared moments that are good and right and lovely and emphasize the importance of non-materialistic gifts, actions, words, kindness, serving. See, each child is unique, and some of your kids will struggle with this a little bit more than others, but it's essential that you tailor your approach to talking to one of your children that matches their temperament their individual characteristics, and always show patience and empathy and great communication when you're talking to your kids. You're in this for more than just a year. This is something that you're building into your child's character, and it will go the distance with your children. They will remember these lessons that you've been teaching them. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.